0: Us on the From the Frontlines podcast. Today, Cole Muzio is going to sit down with Senator Bruce Thompson to talk about some of the pro-life legislation that he's fighting for this session. Sometimes, uh, in the wake of heartbeat, we can forget that there's still a pro-life fight going on down at the Capitol and some very important things that we can be engaged in and involved in. So listen to today's episode to find out more
1: about that. Awesome. Well, well thanks, Sam. And, and Bruce, you're our first interview that we've done on this. So I I don't know whether to congratulate you or what, but you know, we're excited to to have you interviewed as we start this podcast up. Thanks for joining us today, man. Sure. So are we trailblazing? Is that what we're doing? Exactly. We're we're, uh, forging a whole new path and and, uh, we're going to redefine Georgia politics through this podcast. I've been accused of being
0: a bulldozer and so that's okay.
1: There you go. Super super fired up about that. and I know that about you. And and for those of uh, folks that are listening at home, Uh, or I'm sure you're running on the treadmill or doing something super active while while you're listening to this inspiring podcast. Um, You know, I I always like to tell people, Bruce Thompson uh, has been fighting for life for a really long time. And uh, even before I got here, and um, you know, from the moment he came to the state Senate, but in 2019, when we were fighting for the heartbeat bill, uh, Bruce, you were the initial sponsor of the Senate version of the heartbeat bill. And I think people need to know that. You've been really humble Renee Underman did a great job carrying that bill in the Senate and passed and got signed into law by the governor. But I've always been very grateful for your leadership in that moment. It was a critical moment where you agreed to take up that bill. You've not sought credit for it. You don't go blast that out everywhere. But your leadership in the life movement is is very noted. And I I want to say thank you. And folks listening need to know this. Thank you for your leadership in that key moment in 2019.
0: Thanks, Cole. I mean, we... We do things like this together, right? And I think you've said many times to us, it doesn't really matter who gets the credit unless it's the guy up above. we got to make sure he gets credit. It's the subject matter and the issue at heart that we're doing. And so it took everyone to get that done. And honestly, it, it would have never come to light had it not been from frontline and your hard work to start with.
1: Well, th- well, thank you, brother. I, I appreciate that, and, and, and thanks for your leadership. For, th- for those listening, can you tell folks where you represent, where you're from, maybe you know a little bit about, about your background, and then I want to ask you about uh, what you're up to this session.
0: So I grew up in Montana. Um, You know, for the people who are on here, they go all the time, people ask me, go, oh, like Yellowstone, like the show? And I go, yeah, we don't brand people Montana. I mean, that's for show. I said, but the reality is I grew up on a farm in rural Montana. Um, I currently live outside of Cartersville, an unincorporated little town called White. So, um, And I represent Cherokee, Bartow, and Cobb. I moved here in 1990. Uh, I chair economic development. So the fact of the matter is I represent everybody throughout the state. And um, we're not two states, we're one state, and we you would agree, I think, Cole, um, that we got to make sure that people have opportunities in rural Georgia as much as they do in the city of, of Atlanta. And um, it's a privilege to be able to serve in that capacity. Uh, I also serve on banking and finance and appropriations and any other committee they want to put me on that they want to, I guess, bulldoze a road through.
1: There, there, there you go. Uh, there there are three things about your background that uh, I think carry over into how you legislate. You know, one, obviously, you're, you're a Christian, you're a husband, you're a father, you lead with those values issues. Two, you're a business guy, uh, you've been very successful in business, and you lead kind of as a, as a job creator. And the third thing that, you know, is always carried carried over, and you've made reference to this as a bulldozer, you're, you're a former excellent wrestler, aren't you?
0: Uh, I am an old, washed-up wrestler. I mean, people look at me many times, and they said, man, you really were a 142-pound collegiate wrestler? And I look in the mirror and go, yeah, about 50 pounds, 60 pounds ago I was. <laughs> 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 uh, yes, I wrestled. Uh, I was uh, on scholarship before I got injured and then went into the military, the Army National Guard.
1: Awesome. I, I think you bring that mentality here to the Capitol, don't you? Sometimes you got to wrestle over some of these bills.
0: Well, you know what? Wrestling is a unique sport. Um, if you were to look at... Business Inc. a number of years ago, they did an analysis on people that were collegiate athletes. And you know there are more CEOs in Fortune 500 companies throughout the country that are former wrestlers than any other sport. And I think that boils down to you have to be a team, part of a team, because the points are part of a team. But you're an individual sport. In other words, you're out there on the mat, and it's you. And the biggest thing is you better have the perseverance and the tolerance and the awareness to be able to get all the way through the match. If you're playing basketball or football, you can run the score up, and you can coast. In wrestling, you can be up by 15, 20 points and get pinned with one second left and lose the match. So you've got to finish. Um, and I think that probably bring that mentality uh, where I can come hard, and I'm going to finish. And some people say, would you just let up, not tell that bill signed by the governor.
1: Yeah, well, and I appreciate that mentality, particularly when you're sponsoring our bills. It's 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 come in very very handy for us. So I I really appreciate that. Well, I wanna I wanna focus on one of one of the bills that you're carrying, SB four fifty six, the Women's uh, Safety and Protection Act. Um, Really important bill. Uh, You know, two thousand nineteen. Obviously, we referenced passing the heartbeat bill. That bill is now held up in federal court as we wait the Supreme Court uh, Dobbs decision. Um, But this bill. To me, it's not just an abortion bill. Um, it, it's, it's, a, it's a life-affirming bill, both for the woman and for the child. Can you tell us what, what is SB 456, how long you've been working on this, and, and uh, where are we at in the process?
0: Sure. Thanks, Cole. Um, I think we can all agree as people that are not only just pro-lifers when we talk about babies, we're pro-lifers because we believe that all life matters. Um, the unborn all the way through until the time God calls you home. And during that cycle of life, uh, it's important to take care of the people maybe that are most vulnerable. I can't think of someone more vulnerable than a woman that's contemplating an abortion, right? It's a tough decision. And when, when she makes that decision uh, to go ahead with the abortion, we all know what the impact is to her life afterwards, mm. emotionally. Yeah. And so RU486 was introduced a number of years ago. Um, It's called a drug-inducing abortion, or some refer to it as chemical abortion. And these are two pills. Um, The first pill you take terminates the pregnancy. Uh, It was designed originally up to 10 weeks. We know that it's been extended to 11 or 12 sometimes, but it terminates the pregnancy. And then the second pill dispels that body um, out of your body, or that baby out of your body. That was never intended to be done alone. Um, when you ask, people ask me, go, how do you know that? You're a man. You keep your hands off of my body. It has nothing to do with that. The drug manufacturer, Danko, in their agreement with the provider of their medicine, it states in there that you will sign an agreement, which they have to. And that agreement, that's, that we'll call it a prescription agreement, that service agreement, it states in there that you, as a provider, a healthcare provider, must evaluate the woman's pregnancy. You can't do that unless you examine the woman. You've got to conduct an examination to see, is she eight eight weeks, is she nine weeks, is she three months? This is an in-person examination. That's exact, you can't do that through telemedicine. You can't test her blood type through telemedicine. You can't determine if she has an ectopic pregnancy through telemedicine. Now, telemedicine is great for certain situations, but Mm. certainly not to evaluate a female and the way that it was intended was again there would be an in-person visit so you could make sure the health and wellness of that woman was taken into consideration Covid came along the biden administration bypassed that and what they said is we're going to mail order abortion pills directly to women and what you've seen is one you lose the chain of custody of those drugs we don't mail opiates through the mail. Why? They wind up in the wrong hands, and we're going to have problems. Mm.
1: Yeah, good um,
0: point. The second thing is is we make sure, because it's classified, those drugs are classified per the medical industry. They'll admit, even the doctors in the Senate, that it's classified as a highly regulated drug like opiates. You can't even get a pack through the mail. You have to go in it in person. Mm. So what this bill does, and it's easy to remember, Four, five, six. 456, is it simply says, before they can uh, write the prescription for this medicine, these drug-inducing abortion pills, you must do what is intended, which is you must have an in-person evaluation by that healthcare provider. It also says, according to the agreement, they want to follow up on that woman, right? Because after that pregnancy is terminated, we still care for that individual. And some would say, well, what needs to be cared for? Bleeding, or if she's allergic to drugs, and then her her emotional well-being. This is a major health risk. It's huge. It's huge. To the point where you're seeing skyrocketing visits to emergency rooms, up 300%, I'm told. So, to me, this should be an easy bill if we truly care about women. And... um, so, anyway, yes, that's the bill 456. It's about the health and well being of a pregnant woman when she makes that tough decision.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and to your point, it's the kind of thing that if you, you hear about the woman, it should be very easy to support. The reason that you oppose it is that you're so committed to the abortion industry that you're willing to overlook any other kind of factor to me and and that's one of the things that's increasingly discouraging about the political environment today it's not an argument about choice because your bill provides choice it provides information it provides <laughs> access it just makes sure that we're taking care of the woman as best we can and so for me, I, I think this is a bill where we hope it saves lives, and I believe it will, uh, because the more m- women that are confronted with the reality of what the, the choice that they're making, and given that information, I think they're going to choose life. But we know that it will help protect women.
0: We care about people. We care about women, and so if you truly care about people, you should be
1: very supportive of this bill. And so I really appreciate that about this piece of legislation. It is passed committee, is that correct? Is that where we're at in the process? It is. It's in rules right now. We know we
0: have a couple of small things that need to be addressed. That's just normal with legislation. We may do that through a floor amendment, or we may do that over in the House.
1: One, one other important thing that's in this bill, it, it allows, it empowers doctors, if they so choose, to inform the woman that the effects of the abortion pill can be reversed. Is that correct?
0: That's correct. I know that there's a lot of discussion about, hey, let's follow the science and whether the science is really there. I I live in unincorporated Bartow County, and I submit to people saying, well, I'm not sure what your basis of science is, but just in Bartow County we've had two babies, healthy babies, where the mother took RU486 and then changed her mind within 48 hours and took the... Uh, medication
1: to reverse the effects of that, and both babies were born. If that's not Praise science, I don't yeah. know what is, Cole. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's incredible. And and look, this you know, this bill doesn't is not a direct attack on abortion. I mean, you and I were both pro life. We hope to see abortion ended. We're we're not going to be shy about that kind of. We thing. We can leave
0: that up to the Supreme Court for us.
1: The Supreme Court is going to take care of that. This bill is about protecting women, giving that information, and I do believe that this reversal pill inclusion in there. Uh, will help save lives. I mean, it's it's a miracle that those babies are here. Praise the Lord for that. That's that's great. The more information, again, we're talking about women, a lot of whom are in very vulnerable situations. Uh, they've been pressured a lot of times into this decision. Sometimes they'll immediately regret it, and to tell them that as soon as you take this pill, there's nothing you can do about it uh, is really, really harmful. And so, again, it's about options in this case. If you're if you're for choice. Uh, this bill is about choice, um, and it's about preserving those options and giving that information can be crucial.
0: You know, it's interesting. There's all kinds of arguments that we can provide to, to those that are against this bill. In the state of Georgia, if you buy something through the mail or you mail order, you have an opportunity within, the, I, think, I believe it's 48 hours or maybe it's three days, to reverse that and return. In other words, I want to change my mind. I felt pressured into it. Why would we not do the same thing with the abortion pill? That's all we're doing with the abortion pill reversal is, if you change your mind, we want to educate you that you have the opportunity to reverse the effects of that. We do it with every other purchase, but why would we not do it with someone's health?
1: Yeah, absolutely, and and, and it starts, it started with the Biden administration's overreach, right? I mean, this is. To them mandating that we have to send this dangerous drug by mail is, is major overreach on behalf of the Biden administration. C- certainly not the first time Joe Biden has overreached right. on, on something, but uh, this is a late example where Georgia is trying to assert that we we want to protect. Where Joe Biden wants to run over and impose his ideology on our citizens, we have a right to protect them here in our state.
0: Here's the interesting thing. Uh, many times I find myself on opposite sides of healthcare professionals when it comes to pro-life. The OBGYNs have even admitted themselves that this approach to dispensing these pills through the mail circumvents the patient healthcare workers relationship and they agree that something has to happen about it so for the first time i think we can agree on something with healthcare professionals or at least first time for me is that we have to address this bill and um, that's good to be able to see people on both sides agree that women's health and safety come first
1: i, I agree i agree sb 456 is that right that's right all right uh, it, it, obviously, that's that's one bill you're working on this session. Before we wrap up, anything else people need to know that you're working on this session? Things that you see that are happening here under this building? It's, it's crazy. Today's what day? 16, 17, 17. Uh, out, out of day forty, uh, out, or out of forty days? A lot that's going to happen. What do you what are you seeing? How what, what's what's popping most to you?
0: Well, I mean, you and I are down here a lot, so we see the chaos. And I think this year there's probably as much or more chaos than ever. Um, Another bill that's dear to me that I've got passed right now, and it's actually over in the House right now being considered, is we know there's a workforce issue in our state. There's a workforce issue when it comes to health care providers, law enforcement, and first responders, right, and firemen. So we have our um, those three segments of our population. It is a struggle. Part of that has to do with the pay, um, but the reality of it is, is those as Georgia continues to grow, we have a demand for more and more in people in that vertical or those sectors. This bill simply is a recruitment tool, meaning that if you move to our state and you're one of those professionals, right, that are moving here, we're going to give expedited consideration to your spouse for their professional license that they have. So maybe they're an electrician. Maybe they're a a hair stylist and so on. We want to make sure that in the bureaucracy of government, of state government, we don't bury their license. We want to expedite it or move it to the top of the stack and make sure that family unit moves here and they can both be gainfully employed. And so it's a good recruitment tool. Again, Health HDA, the healthcare um, people in Georgia support it. Um, you've got the law enforcement supporting it. You've got the contractor supporting it. Um, so it's another bill that's dear to me as we try and get people back to work.
1: Wrestling with the bureaucracy as we try to as we try to put government to work better for people. I appreciate that. Well, Bruce, it's always great to talk to you. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining this podcast. Thank you for the work that you're doing for life. SB four fifty six. Uh, Again, talking with Senator Bruce Thompson, the sponsor of that bill, and uh, one of our key pro-life, pro-family advocates down here at the Capitol. Thank you, Bruce.
0: Thanks for the opportunity, Cole.
1: Thanks for listening to the podcast today. From the Frontlines podcast is a project
0: of Frontline Policy Council. You can find out more about us at frontlinepolicy.com. Thanks, and make sure you tune in for our episode tomorrow with Representative Wes Cantrell. We'll be talking about school choice legislation.